This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Praise God. I want us to read from the Word of God. Let's appreciate the choir, the river of life. God bless you so much. God bless you so much. Let's read Hebrews 11 verse 24. We're going to be reading in concert or together. Hallelujah. Hebrews 11. What did I say? Which verse? We're going to read from 24 to 20, 27. Let's go. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he had respect unto the KJV of the reward. <laughs> By faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Hallelujah. You may please be wonderfully and comfortably seated this morning. Praise God. I want to say thank you, Ma, for this privilege to share God's word with, the, with this, lovely, this lovely people called the household of David. Thank you so much, Ma. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. You love our pastor. <laughs> Did you tune in to uh, Messy Encounters London yesterday? What an awesome encounter. God bless Pastor Shola. God bless Pastor Abby. And God bless the household of David. Hallelujah. He says, by, by faith, Moses, when he came of age, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God hey, than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin for a season. Esteeming the reproach of Christ, the shame that comes from belonging to Jesus of, of greater benefit than the treasures of Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. That's King James English. Don't worry about it. <laughs> By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. For he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Hallelujah. You know, I, I, I thank God for the spirit of God. You know, I couldn't sit still on my seat when the choir was singing. I don't even know the title of the song. I'm hearing it for the first time. But we're talking about the, the, this invisible realm that surrounds us. And they, will get to the, they got to the point, they will get to the point when they sing, they're talking about the fact that we are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. Is that that's in the song, right? And I was like, how does God show people people's message before, you know, I'm sure they say he has him before this message, you know? But that, that's exactly what I'm talking with us about tonight, um, this morning, beg your pardon. We are surrounded by an invisible world. It's called the realm of the spirit. It is 
more real and more structured than what you can see, smell, taste, hear, feel. The spiritual realm is real. It's a very real realm. It is more real than, 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 the, than the tangible physical realm. Hallelujah. Praise God. In, in, the, in, in the beginning of the word of God, in Genesis, the Bible says that, and, and you know, God made the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and so on and so forth. It was describing what you might call physical things. And it says, and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. The spirit of God. It, it began to introduce us into the spiritual realm right from the beginning. Hallelujah. Because there's, there, you know, you see, the, the, the physical, see, what you can see, this world is, is baptized, is embedded in, in a spiritual milieu. Hallelujah. You know, when we're talking about the spiritual realm, we're not talking about something that is somewhere else. It is here. Jesus said that if I, by the finger of God, cast out devils, then the, then the, then the, then the kingdom of God is within you. It's right here. It's just a, a matter of dimension shift. That's why when Captain D was talking and he gave that illustration and he said, by the time you, you get to where God is, where is God? You know, um, I don't know who was talking in the Bible. I, I think it was Paul. And he said that I, as I passed by your, you know, your festival, I saw many altars. I even saw an altar to the unknown God. He says, this God whom you worship ignorantly, let me declare him unto you. It's not like images made with hand and so on and so forth. He says that in him we live and move and have our being. We are also his offspring. And he wasn't talking to Christians. Ah, Father, help me this morning to shed forth the light of this message into the heart of somebody so that you will never again behave or think or speak like an unbeliever. Paul said we are not, we are not like them that, 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 you know, that wail hopelessly you know, when someone dies because we know that death is not the end. Hallelujah. Weeping is not against the Christian faith. Being sad is not against the Christian faith. You can be sad. Hallelujah. But there is a joy that there is no sadness that can touch the fountain of. It's not possible. Let me tell you why people commit suicide. They commit suicide because as far as their eyes can see, their life has ended. But if anyone is in Christ, not even death can end your life. Paul said that what shall separate us from the love of God? And he mentioned ayah. I don't want to open and start reading because there are some things I want to say this morning. He mentioned whether life or death or things present or things to come, nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. That's what Paul said. Hallelujah. When Director Damola was talking this morning, he asked a question. He said that, do you know that you are a spirit? Because it begins from there. Many people don't know that beyond what you can see of yourself in the mirror, there is a you that is inside you. Hallelujah. It's deeper than your body. Deeper than what you can see, what you can smell, what you can touch. Hallelujah. Pastor likes to say that everybody wears a garment in the spirit. There is a spirit man on the inside of you. Bible says there is a spirit in man. And the inspiration of the Almighty gives him understanding. The one you can see in the mirror is not the real you. 
There's a wise, there's a man of God. I don't know whether I fully agree with this illustration, but when he was trying to explain this thing, he said, the Bible says in, I think, uh, Genesis, when God was forming man, Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, and God formed Adam out of the dust. That is the body of man. And breathed into him the breath of life. He called that the spirit of man. That's why I have issues theologically. And he says that, and as he breathed into Adam the, you know, the, the breath of life, as the breath of life entered into the, the, you know, the, the body, Adam became a living soul. So that's the body, that's the spirit, and that's the soul. It's just like the light bulb. The light bulb has a structure. That thing is called a tungsten wire. You can, you can, you can, you can compare that to the body of man. Electricity will flow into that tungsten wire. And as he enters that wire, light comes forth. And man became a living soul. That's what you can see. You can see the wire. You can see the ball. You can see the light when it comes forth. I say this person is melancholy. He's sanguine. I'm an introvert. But what you cannot see is the electricity. <laughs> that is where the real cocoa of the matter is. You say, what is matter? Matter is... Something that has weight and occupies space. Electricity is not matter. Matter is something that is tangible, you know, that you can, you know, that it, you know, it has weight. Electricity, have you ever seen it before? You cannot, it's, it's electrons that, is, that, that are flowing, you know. Let's not go into physics. But I'm telling you by the message of God, if you want to know whether electricity is, is real or not, touch, just say, this is live wire. I say, no, it's, it's only red and blue color I'm seeing now and rope. Where's the electricity? It's a light. Electricity is not flowing there. Touch it. You will never be the same again. You will never return. The devil is not afraid of your TDH structure. He's not afraid of whether you went to Harvard, Vadvad. He's not afraid of your family name, your degree, the money in your accounts. But there is a spirit in man. The day you know who you are in Christ Jesus, and when the devil knocks on the door, you open by the spirit. And you say, who is there? He will flee. Because that is where the cocoa is. You have the ability to apprehend God. God is spirit. Jesus told the Samaritan woman, God is spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. That is where the codes, that is where the DNA of your destiny is, in your spirit man. <laughs> what it means to be spiritual, is just, it just means to live out of your spirit. <laughs> now I'm not saying that if you want to be spiritual, you now start floating, you know, you float in the air like this, you know, you just, someone greets you in English, you reply in tongues, say good morning, grazie, ha ha Shoko. That's not what I'm talking about. You know, you come to church and then, you know, you, you, you frown throughout and say, what's wrong? I'm in the spirit. That's not what we're talking about. Many people that look spiritual are very carnal. If you enter into their thoughts, into their thoughts, you'll be like, I read one on Facebook yesterday or so and the guy said that he met a man of God. The man of God said that Jesus appeared to him in a flame of fire. I don't know why people, I don't know why people think that those things are supposed to impress somebody. I'm not impressed by those things. 
I'm not impressed. There are many things that don't impress me. Sometimes I think I'm, I'm not normal in that sense. Because I'm not even impressed by death. Someone dies. And I, I, you know, I, feel so, I feel so much sorrow about it. But you may not tell from, from my countenance. But let the word of God, as Captain D was preaching, I was, I was crying. The word of God makes me emotional. Sometimes I just hear the name of Jesus. Because someone is stirring up something eternal on the inside of me. I'm telling you. You are at work and your boss insults the living daylights out of you. You're not supposed to be moved. You're like, eh. Because he doesn't know who you are. People who cause others because they don't, they don't know who they are. Someone comes and touches me. I'm a live wire. He comes and touches me. Or treats me badly. And I'm like, God, God, I curse you in the name of... Oh. Just by touching me. I don't need to curse you. The force in me is to bless, not to curse. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You see, this thing I'm talking about is a revelation. We are surrounded by a spiritual realm. There is a realm that surrounds us. So the writer of Hebrews says that by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are visible did not come out of the things which do appear. The visible world came out of the invisible. There is something that you cannot see that is controlling what you can see. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. There is something that you cannot hear that is controlling what you can hear. So when your boss insults you, that's what you can hear. Oh God. But if your eyes were to be open, you will see that there is something that has been installed in that office that is for your downfall. It's not physical. It's in the spiritual realm. That is your real enemy. That's why, that's why the Bible says we do not war against flesh and blood. So your boss is just like, okay, ah, this your hair is nice. So. The moment you finish that meeting, you go back into your cubicle. As your Benny, the one that nobody can see, that's your Benny. Wambi, in the name of Jesus, I give you five seconds to vacate this office. And then the next time you see your boss, he's like, ah, like he's not seen you in two years. That's what happened between Jacob and Esau. Esau was going to kill Jacob. He was really, he was, he was, uh, he, Jacob was his enemy that stole his blessing. But something happened in the night between, between when he was joining and when he was to meet Esau. Esau saw his enemy and embraced him. Let me tell you why people are weak. It's because they cannot see the invisible. Let me tell you why people, you know, give up. It's because they cannot see the invisible. The Bible says that where there is no vision, the people, they perish. Somebody visits you in your house 
and you are just sitting down there and you are full of joy, you are singing. You know, you are singing, you are happy, you are rejoicing. And the person is like, ah, what's going on? You know, you've been out of a job for five months. You know, fuel, fuel price has increased. You know, everything has gone up. Dollars rate has, has changed and so on and so forth. I mean, did somebody just come to visit you and give you some money? Is there anyone in this house? I, I think you live alone. Pastor has said that thing many times. I never say I'm alone. Because you can look around physically in your house and then nobody is there. Hallelujah. But there's something that is called they that be with us. They that be with us. They are more than they that be with them. Ha. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Blessed be your name forevermore. Hmm. You know, I, I spoke about that earlier and I said that the reason why some people contemplate suicide is because they cannot see the invisible. They want to see everything is going on upside down and then they want to end their lives. If you are a child of God, understand this and write this down today. If you are a child of God and things are not going well in your life, that is not the end of your life. Because before the foundation of the world, the end of your life has been written. And the written judgment is that you won, you excelled, you prevailed, you prospered, you grew, you conquered, you, were the, you, you became the champion. You rose to the top of your field. Hallelujah. So the reason why someone comes to a valley in, in life and they say that, ah, where is sniper? It's because they cannot see. But someone that can see will say, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Because if you belong to God, all that death can be to you is a shadow. It can never be your reality. <laughs> Captain D was talking about lights. I think it's, I think it's uh, Colossians 3.18 that says that thanks be unto God that has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Ah, God. You see, he gave an illustration and in that illustration, he was talking about Hebrews 11.6 and he said that, you know, God was standing here and you know, that is where we are standing. And God is light. In him is no darkness at all. And as you walk towards God, you begin to see clearer and clearer. Let me tell you something. And he said that you begin to change your confession from God can do it to God will do it. Let me add something to what he said. Because there is, you see, there is faith that makes you think that God can do it. Hallelujah. And there is faith that makes you think that God will do it. But that is just level 2 faith. There is level 3 faith that makes you see that God has done it. I, let me say that again. Lord, if you can heal me, I know that you can do it. I know you can do it. That's what the blind guy said. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says, you know, so there is faith that makes you that God, God, you can, you can, you can do it. All things are possible unto you. And there's... See, this is called hope, actually. 
Hope is a very mighty thing in the spirit. It recognizes the ability of God. Praise God. This is called love. Many people know that God can do something for them, but they don't, that God can do something, but they don't know if God will do it for them. God, you can raise the dead, but will you raise my dead child? But as you walk towards God, you discover that God does not do anything he has not already done. That's why he's called the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. God completes a walk. When it's complete, God says, okay now, let us start. Hallelujah. There is nothing, listen to me. Your husband, your child. Oh God. Oh. You know, he mentioned Romans chapter 4. And he said that that's why Abraham was giving glory to God. He wasn't giving glory to God because God will do it. He was giving glory to God because he had entered into the realm and he saw Isaac. See, this is why when God asked him to give Isaac as a sacrifice, early Momo. He did not waste time. He did not think about it. Because in the spirit he had seen that Isaac was his son given to him by God and nothing can change that. So if God says, give me Isaac, he knows that something will happen somehow. Hey! That is what, that's the third level and that's called trust. God says, you see that one million naira? Give it to me. The one that cannot see the invisible be like, hey God, my car is no mechanic said I should bring 450,000. My children's school fees. But the one whose eyes are open. It's like when he was praying in the morning, he saw one million dollars. So he was wondering, he checked the account, one million naira. Prayer, one million dollars in, in my account. I have one million dollars. He checked the account, one million naira. He said, ah, it does not tally. As he finishes praying, God says, give me that woman. Hey! He begins to rejoice. Why? Because he knows that something must happen somehow for that thing that he can see in the spirit to become what he can see in the physical. You see what I'm telling you this, this morning? It is the secret to joy. It is the secret to peace. It is the secret to prosperity. It is the secret to advancement. It's the secret to success. It's vision. There's one place in the Bible that really, really makes me think deeply. And that is where Isaiah says that Jesus was a man of sorrow. Let me talk to, let me talk to you this, this morning. He was a man of sorrow acquainted with grief. I don't know if you saw the movie, The Passion of the Christ. I think that's the most gruesome depiction of how Jesus went to the cross. But I'm telling you, they did not touch up to one-tenth of what he went through. Isaiah said that his visage was so mad. Mad, M-A-R-R-E-D, that you could not recognize him. He did not look like a human being. He was beaten and battered for you. I don't know why this thing is strong in my mind. 
for the past seven days. If you are here and you have been contemplating suicide, Lebra Sokotoba Sharanamale Ataya Legradebos. May the Lord open your eyes to see where you are. This is why people come to church and they cannot commit. You know, they just want to listen to the word and go back home. This is why they just come to church because they don't know where they have come to. The Bible says that you have come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an uncountable number of angels. You have come to a place. That place is not, place, it's not this auditorium. Hallelujah. That place is the place that Jesus, that Jesus said, if any two of you agree, are starting anything, that place is more powerful than the Senate and the House of Reps, than the White House, the Kremlin. He says, it shall be done of my Father in heaven. He suffered so much. Even his mother was weeping and crying. I don't know what you are going through at this moment of your life. You know, sometimes I meet people after service and I, and I wonder if you heard the message that pastor that was preached. You know, pastor will preach a message and, and, and another say, Pastor Billy, I want to see you. And someone will say something like, did you hear the word that was preached? There is nothing you are, that you are going through that was worse than what Jesus went through. I'm, go, I'm, go, I'm, I'm, I'm ending with this one. I want you to listen to me very well. He was, so, he was so sorrowful that he said, you know, he, you know, he fell down and someone had to come and assist Simon of Cyrene. Women were weeping. Women were weeping. Hey, Jesus. Women were weeping for him. Everybody was like, do you know what Jesus said? Jesus said to, in that state, he said, don't weep for me. As poor, yet making many rich. The day your eyes are open, you will be like Paul. You will, you will be in chains. Paul was in chains and he said to a king and to a, and, to, and to a governor, I wish all of you were like me. He was in jail. That's you are standing in, you are standing in front of, let's say, Dan Gote and, you know, let's say, you know, let's say, President Biden. You know, many people are like, yes, sir. <laughs> selfie. I want to take selfie with you so that... One day your name can enter into the book of life. Do you understand? I have something to give you more than you have to give me. Do you know why? Because Jesus was living in that realm. Do you know how I know that? The Bible says that in that state, he says he endured the cross, despising the shame for the joy Everybody was seeing suffering. Jesus was seeing joy. They would slap him. They were crying for him. Jesus was seeing joy. There was a joy that was set before him. The day your eyes are open, there is nothing that you cannot endure. People will come to you on the sick bed and they will be, you know, you have been down with fever or whatever it is and so on and so forth and they will leave that place saved. They will leave that place healed. They will leave that place encouraged. Meanwhile, you are the one that is not feeling fine. I'm going to end with this. He said, you have left me, but I am not alone because my father is with me. The only time when Jesus felt forsaken was on that cross. He cried out and said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me?
people of God, if God has not left you, you are not alone. If God has not left you, your life has not ended. If God has not left you, you have a better tomorrow. Your husband may have left you. That is not the end of your story. Your job may have left you. That is not the end of your story. A child of God is only qualified to say, I am forsaken. If God has forsaken you. And let me tell you the truth of the matter is this. Because God forsook Jesus, he will never forsake you. In fact, God forsook Jesus so that you can never be forsaken. Hallelujah. You will never be alone. You will never be stranded. You will never be hopeless. You will never be helpless. Because you are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Because you are surrounded by help. Because God is on your side. Hallelujah. And if you have not won the battles of life, if you have not demonstrated that you are more than a conqueror, your story has not ended. Hallelujah. Praise God. You are not alone. I want you to lift up both hands this morning and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, open my eyes to see. Open my ears to hear. Open my heart to understand. Cause the eyes of my understanding to be enlightened. I want you to begin to pray in the language of the Holy Ghost like never before. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ. Just stay after me say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. God bless you.